particular theme that we're doing um, today. And uh, so welcome aboard. Glad to have you here with us, whether you're watching online out in the foyer or just here with us in the room today. Now, just by way of introduction, Megan, um, so uh, wife of one, mother of three, you've hold down two jobs, one in a hospital and one here at New Community. That's right. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Um, so here at New Community, I organise prayer things, so I work half a day a week. Yep. And at the hospital, I manage um, the recovery unit, so the post-operative area, I manage that. So I work with the staff and less so the patients these days. Fantastic. So you organise all of the staff in that place. Well done, you. And you organise a lot of it and encourage prayer here. Um, We've been talking about this theme, Spirited, for the last number of weeks. And so we're picking up uh, again. So about three, four weeks ago, we talked about when someone opens up their life to Jesus, like the lady was sharing this morning, God's spirit comes and dwells within them, which is kind of a um, a counterintuitive thing for many people. And uh, so we talked about the promise of the spirit, the power of God's spirit, to internally change things in our lives, um, our characteristics that are not according to who, who God is, the way he shaped us. And also last week, the presence of God's spirit. And there were some powerful words that we just realized Jesus uh, had said and we focused on last week too. He said to his followers, I've told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take courage because I have overcome the world. And one of the great takeaways from that last week was this idea that God doesn't always necessarily take away the storms in our lives but he might help us through the storms of our lives and so that was last week so if if, um, I have encouraged you to have a listen to that if you were not here for last week but this week we want to pick up the theme of something that Paul said so one of the early followers of Jesus he said this to a group of um, Christians dwelling in and around Ephesus Um, And he says this, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. How do you understand these words Mm. of Paul? It sounds like a big ask, doesn't it? Yes. All the time. Um, I think to me it means being led by the spirit. So often when we talk about prayer, we think about things like speaking, like calling out to God and asking him for things and saying, help me, putting all of our, um, our needs and desires towards God, which of course is appropriate. That's what we see all through the Bible and that's the way we see Jesus in his own life communicate with God. But I think when Paul's articulating this, he's saying, let the Holy Spirit lead you as you pray. I remember one time a number of years ago, one of my kids was having a really tough time at school and I dropped him off one morning and I went back to my car and I prayed, God, would you help him to have a good day? A valid prayer as a mum, right? I wanted him to have a good day. I want him to be happy all day, every day and never have any problems. But in that moment, I felt God prompt me and say, is that actually what you want for him? Is that what I want for him and is that what I'm going to do in his life? And I saw in the same moment in my mind's eye, I saw him as a grown man being who God had created him to be. And I suddenly realised that although this prayer conveyed my desire, it wasn't actually engaging with what God would have for him in his life. Um, It's a simple example, but it's a demonstration of um, instead of praying for my will to be done, to join with Holy Spirit and pray for his will to be done in my child's life. Yeah, very good. And so that really just opens up that whole idea of um, you can set God up for a fall in that situation Mm. because I want my child. We can all, I think many of us can relate to that in our work lives, in our community spaces. Um, So you're talking about this praying in the spirit being about being led by God's spirit, Um, being nudged and prompted by God's spirit, walking in God's spirit. 
So, when did this first start to open up to you, the idea of just praying for things from God to actually widening that and, if you like, being led by God's Spirit? Mm. So I encountered God in a bigger way when I was a teenager. In I'd been a Christian, I knew God and I read my Bible and I prayed, but I'd been really hungry to know him more. And I remember praying over and over again, God, I want to know you. In the secret place of my heart, I want to know you. And I went away to a conference or a camp and I came back from that place as a different person. There was no key time point or no time that anyone particularly prayed for me, but Holy Spirit came into my life in a really profound way. And when I came back home again, all of a sudden I had this new level of kindness, of love, of um, patience, all of these good things in myself but also in my relationships with others. And that was really a turning point in my relationship of coming to know him. The way you talk, it's as though you're talking to a person when you talk about the Holy Spirit like a hymn. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's a partnership and it's recognising, if I go back to the idea of praying for my child, it's recognising that it's not only me that loves him, it's God that loves him too and God that loves him even more than I do. And so instead of me trying to instil my ideas onto him, it's trusting God and um, coming to him knowing that he sees things differently to how I do and inviting him to act in that way. I think if I... If I prayed every day for my child to have a good day, that's not going to happen because we have bad days. But if I can... Um, and then where do I go with that? those bad days as I come to God? Because I would end up being frustrated or saying, why didn't you answer my prayer today when you answered it yesterday? Where even are you, God, and what are you doing? Um, in a frustrated sense. And so then I can become disillusioned in prayer itself and not seeing the point of it. But if I come to him in a relational sense, trusting in God and asking him to work in a particular way that he wants to do, then that really builds my relationship with him. And as I see these things happen in my child's life, like he'll still have a bad day, but he might actually encounter God through that or God might grow his character through that. And that builds my trust in God and then inspires me to pray all the more. It's interesting because I can relate to that too. So there was a time in my late teens, early 20s, where I just, uh, God was pretty much in the car of my life, but he was in the back seat. Uh, I was driving. And um, there there came a time where I began to experience, uh, I guess, a sense of an inward change. I could only call it like a liquid love that began to soften me towards God. And I found myself uh, reversing the, the car positions and saying, God, why don't, why don't you do some driving and I'll hop in the back seat uh, or the co-pilot seat. And um, I, I found that for me it was a change that happened not in a radical moment but probably over a course of some weeks and months that reoriented my priorities. I found myself uh, probably the less of me, so it was almost like a less internalising, the pride, the selfishness, self-sensitiveness and more outward looking at other people, more compassion, more sympathy, um, more of a a sense of, God, what what is your plan and picture for me? How do I join you rather than how can I get you to join me? And I I suppose probably one of the prayers that I found myself intuitively praying was, God, I want to know you more. 
Um, and that's something we wanted to focus on this morning too, this being led by the Spirit, because there's this wonderful prayer that Moses, an um, ancient man who was leading Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, through a wilderness, barren experience, and he's, he says this to God very early on in the scene. He says, if it's true that you look favorably on me, um, he prays to God, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And I suppose that was kind of the starting prayer without sort of knowing this at the time is, God, I'd actually like to know you more. And that sort of began to open up things. And it's hard to know who starts what there, but that was the dynamic. Um, all right, so what does it look like for you to pray in the Spirit or to be led by the Spirit? So when I think of this, I have a, a picture or a memory come to my mind of when I was a kid and my dad would take us up to Eastland every weekend. We'd go to the library and then we'd have to go to the other side of Eastland to get to some shops. And the, because of our walking pace, we always looked like we were playing follow the leader. So my dad would be in front and then I'd be behind and my brother and my sister behind me. So that's like a mother duck and all the ducklings. You were going through Eastland. Is that what it was like? Yeah, just yep. like that. So a lot yep. of waddling ducks. Exactly. Yep. And I didn't necessarily know where we were going, but I followed my dad and I stayed in step behind him. Um, and so just like that with staying in step with the Holy Spirit, if I look to the Holy Spirit and stay in step with him by giving him permission and um, respecting him and trusting him to lead me, as I stay in step behind him, then he leads me as I go. Uh, does that come easily? Tell us more about this this listening, this following. Yeah, it's not easy and it's not always easy to um, act out of what I hear or, or sense either. Um, but listening is a really key part and um, sometimes I will come to God and just say, hi, here I am, um, would you lead me today? Show me, is there anything you want to encourage me with or correct me with or lead me into as I go about my day today? Um, and it's then listening to what he says in response. So it might be a Bible verse or a picture or a word of encouragement or something, a prayer to pray to take hold of and step into. Mm. So I'm picturing you locking yourself away in a closet <laughs> for like hours on end. Yeah. Um, the, the kids are running riot in the house and <laughs> nothing's getting done at the hospital because you're spending extended periods of praying. time with God. Yep. Is that is that the, the right picture? <laughs> no. No. Um, so I definitely do have times of pausing and sitting and being still with God. But it's more... Um, been learning over time to have that internal posture of stillness when I'm on the go. So sometimes that will still be on my own when I'm out for a walk or something like that. Um, but it's also when I'm in the kitchen surrounded by the craziness of getting ready for school yeah. and pausing on the inside and saying, Holy Spirit, would you lead me and help me to respond in kind rather than frustration? And yes, that is not always easy to do. Um, and in the hospital to recognise that God loves my colleagues just as much as he loves me. So inviting him to lead me in those relationships and in that manager role to speak into their lives and come alongside them in the way that he would have me. And it can also be um, if I have a challenging situation in my life yeah. to pray into. Yeah. What about for those who find it harder to read and engage with the Bible? Mm. Um, because you've mentioned a few times now where you might engage the Bible or in your prayer space. How does that work? Yeah, so um, I remember one particular time when we had a challenging situation and it felt like a wall, like I couldn't see a way through or see a solution or even know how to come to God in it. And I was reading my Bible one day, that story of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt. And as I was reading the story, I felt God highlight to me 
the words that God stretched out his mighty hand. And in this story, over and over again, there's a problem and God stretches out his hand and then something happens in response because of that move of God. And as I was reading, I was like, oh, here's my prayer. And so that, that short phrase became my prayer in this situation. Every time I felt overwhelmed or just wanted to invite God to work, that was what I would use. And that's helpful because if I'm not thinking clearly, it's a phrase that I can grab. Um, and so... Yes, the Bible is so important in our relationship with God. Um, But of course, we're all different. And for some people, reading is much more natural than for others. But the Bible is still for everyone. So I guess the thing is to find a way that it works for you and to take the pressure off um, reading the Bible in the way that you expect or you feel like you're expected to or that you should do. So it might be reading one verse instead of a whole passage. It might be reading the same verse for a whole week or a month and inviting God to keep speaking to you through that. It might be writing it out or listening to an audio Bible, all the different ways. And same with prayer too. For some people, internally praying can be really challenging, but there's other things we can do like I pray out loud a lot because I find that much more helpful for me that's the way I work or for other people singing or listening to music or any of those different things. Mm. That's interesting because for me um, I can relate to some of the things Mm. very much that you're saying there. Um, For me I guess it starts of a morning time when I wake up and I might say just an a hello God, good morning, Um, here I am today and I have an internal conversation that might move in and out of interaction with God throughout the day. If there's something that comes up that I'm unsure of and I find myself saying, God, how how would I? It's not that I can't use my own brain, but it's actually bringing God into that space. Particularly if I'm entering into a space that I'm not quite sure what the outcome will be or um, need God's help in it. I find myself praying maybe in the car beforehand, God, would you go before me? Would you give me ears to hear and be in tune to what's maybe what you're wanting to do in that situation? Um, but a practical thing for me, last week I found myself having not had a deep, deep dive down for a little while, um, sat on the couch, opened up the Bible, had my song list. I'm a very much one for rep- repetition, like same song, same that's there for now five years now. <laughs> Might add one to it or subtract every now and then. And, um, and I found myself just pausing and in that quiet space just starting to say, God, I'd like to draw close to you, near to you. And all these different things started to just bubble up about things I was worried about, anxious about, things going on that I felt like uh, I was a bit not in control of. And that's a good thing in, in the sense of then coming to God and saying, would you look after this? God, How you need to go before us in that situation. I don't know what the result is over there. And so that kind of cultivating, mm. uh, by the end of that time, I actually hadn't done either of those things, but it was just that quietening, stilling. Mm. And I, I felt like I'd had a deep dive with God. Mm. Um, the other part, I guess, of my that being led by the Spirit, praying the Spirit, that's become more apparent to me too in these last couple of years, are those, I, I just call them God moments, God incidences that I can't actually orchestrate. So a classic one would have been more recently where, where Tony in her car, she, she breaks down on the other side of the road on a Saturday afternoon, um, knocks on the door asking for water to help with the car radiator and me going, oh, this is interesting, um, hearing the story about um, things happening in her life and then discovering like the next day that, oh, we kind of knew her through some other connection and then someone else had actually, um, you know, requested some, some assistance and I just found myself in that moment going, Wow, God, you know, this is you at work. And um, it's been really good getting to know Tony uh, over the last number of 
Um, but at the same time, just being aware and saying in those kind of God momenty times, uh, okay, God, what do I need to tune into now mm. and be a bit more attentive with as well? Yeah. Um, there's another dimension of being led in the spirit or praying in the spirit that um, we need to talk about uh, as part of this. And this has got to do with what it's called is praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. And so there's a passage in 1 Corinthians. So when the, a few weeks ago when we talked about the, the promise of God's spirit coming into someone's life, it says in that moment there that they um, sort of ecstatically or, or prayed out aloud in languages they hadn't learned, but other people could actually understand what they were saying because they were being... They were hearing things being prayed and praised about God in their own languages. But then after that kind of experience, that very first experience, um, they call at Pentecost, what you have is Paul talking about an activity of God's spirit that seems to be a little bit like that, a little bit different. And he says it this way. He says, For I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying, but I don't understand what I'm saying. So that would be a spirit language. And then it says, Well then, what shall I do? I will also pray in the spirit and also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the spirit and I also sing in words I understand. So it's almost like in, in a paraphrasing, sometimes he'll, he'll pray in English and then other times he's got this other spirit kind of language, which for some people is just like a kind of a weird experience. How would you explain this? It is a weird experience, but it's a good one. Um, it's something that is like another tool in your belt of um, praying in the spirit. And it's something I find myself doing, particularly if um, my mind's not being helpful. So if I feel like I'm just thinking and not praying, then by praying in tongues, it allows my spirit to engage with the Holy Spirit. And then definitely praying in English as well and tying those two things together to engage my whole self with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting you say that because part of my experience for many years had kind of growing up was like, God, if there's any more of you to be had, I would like that, please. And having multiple conversations with a variety of people about things like this, but also other aspects of God's spirit. And one of the things that I was often told during that time was, Troy, you just need to stop overanalyzing. You need to turn your brain off. You need to um, be less in control. And for me, it was like, well, you want me to not be human for a moment because that's the way in which I'm wired. Um, and then just before we started New Community, now almost 21 years ago, right, um, I woke up one night um, without having any conversation about this kind of experience here and or even exploring it at that moment. And I was sort of babbling away in some other kind of – and it didn't quite make sense to me. Mm. And I went and spoke to someone and they said, Troy, I think if it was a human thing, you wouldn't have been able to sustain that. And, and I found over the years that's, that's true. So I, I found, developed that, and what I've come to understand is a spirit kind of language that I'll use at different times in praying. Mm. Um, and probably the thing that's been most helpful in that space for me has been rather than thinking about turning off something, it was actually turning on something and becoming more aware of what's going on, bubbling up inside of me. Um, and so it was, have you ever had moments where you've wanted to worship God and words don't quite make sense and, and there's this wanting to sort of almost like speak more o- openly and outwardly about and the freedom of that? And, and for me, that, that's a really helpful thing. That was really helpful, I suppose, after the fact to learn. I, th- I thought that would have been good knowledge for me. <laughs> beforehand. Um, uh, if they had told me that beforehand. Um, okay. So where does this lead us? Because we've been thinking about this theme for this year, quietly loud, quietly loud. Um, Some things that Jesus' followers need to be quieter about, 
some things we need to be louder about. And it strikes me that this particular theme about being spirited and praying in the spirit has got to do with quiet space with God informing your loudness. Quiet space with God informing your loudness. Paint a picture for us. What would it look like for you in the community here if God's spirit, this being praying in the spirit, being led by the spirit was more of an active outward, even more of? Mm, Yeah. I think the epitome of that is each of us being in the right place at the right time as the best version of ourselves. Troy, you said before about um, speaking in tongues and, sorry, like people were suggesting that you should stop being human or stop being yourself because you're wired to use your mind. And I think the thing is that we are created as God designed us. So by living fully empowered and led and in step with the Holy Spirit, then we'll be that very best version of ourselves. And as Holy Spirit comes into our life, he enables us... um, to be that by bringing healing and bringing restoration and leading us into being that person. And then as a community, um, we would also see the outworking of the gifts of the Holy Spirit through us. So uh, speaking in tongues at times or prophecy or healing or prayer and words um, of encouragement shared at just the right time. Um, and often the outworkings for each of us as we be our best self will look different. So sometimes it'll be um, a word of encouragement at the right time or those God prompts and calling someone just when they're in need or doing something practical that is really what that person needs and they see the work of the Holy Spirit through you in that space. Um, we have so many of these things at NCR and it's so good. But how amazing if we saw even more and more of this outworking of the Holy Spirit and that um, peace and gentleness and kindness, not only in our own lives, but even more so in our relationships with each other. So I think working out that fruit side of it, the love, joy, peace, almost like is a baseline. Mm. I think about the the activity of God's Spirit in someone's life as well. Um, More of... More of. Growing increase of. Yep. Very good. How do we feel about that? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder we might just pause for a moment. Ben, come on up here because we've done a lot of listening right now. And, and I wonder as we think about this theme, spirited, and being led by God's spirit, if the most apt thing for us to do would be to pause for a moment and pray And simply invite God to actually do the things that God wants to do in and amongst this community here to be more authentic, to be led by God's Spirit, to be prompted by God's Spirit in a deeper way. And we're thinking of two different kinds of prayers. Mm. What would yours be, Megan? Yeah, so I think um, the pivotal point where it changed for me was when I'd been praying, God, I want to know you more. God, I want to know you more. This is something I still pray now because the amazing thing about God is that there's always more of him to know. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose for me, I'd like to pray a prayer because it was kind of a little bit like me many years ago was, um, and and this is the prayer for the person who's like, yeah, I don't want to, but I do. (laughs) So it's more got to do with God, I'm willing for you to make me willing to want to know you more because for some of us there's at times it can be a block 
to that. Maybe there's a hurt or maybe there's a trust or maybe there's something that's occurred in the past that causes that link between you and God to be kind of like a barrier there. So I'd like to pray for those people who perhaps uh, feel I'd like to, but there's kind of just something stopping me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so as we pray, um, if you'd like to participate in these prayers and take it for yourself, you might like to open your hands as a sign of your heart being open towards God. Let's pray. God, I want to know you. I want to know you more than I do now. I want to know you and experience you in the secret place of my heart. Would you grow me in trusting you to lead me by your spirit? Teach me to hear and to be more sensitive to your voice. I want to know you more. And for those who would like to, but there's just something in the way. Maybe just where you are. God, here in this place, I ask that you might help me to be willing to be open to the prompting and the nudging of your spirit in my life. I want to be led by your spirit. I want to grow in the spirit. And I just want to give this to you now. Would you heal? Would you guide? Would you lead me, I pray? I'm willing to be willing. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Megan. Thank you. Why don't we stand together?